Oh, we're on? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, guys. So so here's a shout out to my grade 11 drama teacher, Mr. Plues, who made me perform this song or actually lip sing it and made me sweat buckets. And ever since then, nobody could shut me up because I was able to perform this song. So for all you ladies out there, everything I do, I do it for you by Brian Adams. <laughs> you know it's true. Everything I do, <laughs> I do it for you. Ding, 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 ding. And I'm actually right now playing it in my head like I'm Robin Hood, <laughs> minus the tights. Okay. So, Good job, brother. Rob, thank you so much, man. I don't You're think welcome. we've had Brian Adams open the show yet. Hey, see, I'm sweating already after that song. It brings back memories. Uh, you, put, uh, Jim, you put everybody through drama, yeah. brother. Jesus, buddy, and I get paid for it, so that was I got great, it figured out. That was a great rendition, man. That thank works you. for us. Thank you, sir. That totally works for us. Thank you, buddy. Uh, I'm back again with Jim across yeah, from me, right? So we're doing like the Construction Life 2.0 here, and uh, we've got a special guest on the other side. We're in a we're in a boardroom overlooking the sun setting. Yeah, it's yeah. actually not a bad view, Rob. Thanks, buddy. I pay for it. <laughs> oh no, I do. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Touche. Yes. <laughs> Wait till you get this month's invoice. I won't say what it's for. So, Rob, you are a what are you? I'm a troublemaker. I like to simplify, dumb things down, and say I either get people into trouble or I get people out of trouble, depending on who's paying the bill. A lot of what I do is, is, is within the construction industry. I act for people at all levels of the construction pyramid, dealing from suppliers all the way up to landowners uh, slash developers. So I act for different people at all uh, within the industry. But in litigation, litig your plate is full. Yeah, yeah. I litigate. I um, lean. I bring breach of trust claims. I review CCDC contracts, simple contracts, you name it. I get involved to mediate disputes on projects, small projects from custom homes uh, up to uh, condos, high rises or subdivision. You name it. I'm basically a prostitute for hire in the construction industry. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a good show. Thanks, bro. Um, so we are talking everything to... I do, I do it for <laughs> you. <laughs> Rob, so it's it's triple W Southern Law. So it's S U T H E R L A W dot com. Yes, sir. Dot and, com. And your email is R M O U B A R A K. That's right. At southernlaw.com to get a hold of you. You hopefully maybe we'll get you some new clients. Thanks. So Have I know you... I know Jim is your client. Yeah, I generally don't disclose who my clients or oh, clients are. <laughs> uh, Jim's one of the good boys. He never really needs a lawyer. He just comes to tell me uh, about all the great things he's doing and accomplishing, and he pays me for it. Yeah. Advice. Yeah. <laughs> so on today's show, we want to get into the nitty-gritty of construction law and all these situations that all these young, older retiring contractors might get themselves into or out of that's where you come in yeah right so this is basically a part of the business that a lot of guys who get into construction are really not aware of like they're really just drops on them one day and they have to deal with it and i guess it all starts with possibly liens yeah i think anybody <laughs> that's going into this and when i first started this this is the last place i thought that you know i'd be talking to lawyers but Anybody that goes into this business and in their 
their uh, time of from when they start until they end, you're going to need a lawyer at least once. Do we want to say a lawyer? Or do we want to say advice? You know, well, you know what? I don't, why would we say advice? Let's just cut to the chase. We know it's the a shit, lawyer. We know the shit it's goes a on all the time. Yeah, and you know, there's cases that uh, sometimes we just have to call in Rob or like people like him and say, "Here, I'm done not getting paid anymore. I, you know, want to get paid." But that's not the only reason that we would use. A lawyer. I mean, there's like Rob said, you know, contracts. I mean, we'll bring contracts to him and say, here, are they okay? Should I take, you know, omit this paragraph? Things like that. But I, you know, just getting to the point of somebody that's going to be doing this as a business and as a job, I think they need to set themselves up with someone like Rob, just for even if it is advice, you know, when they're taking on another project or something, and just you know, when they sign the contract and all that. I mean, it's. It's good to have Rob in the background. Hey, Rob. So, hey, Rob. No, Rob. <laughs> so, so, oh, I didn't realize that. J-Lo yeah. and A-Rob. Okay. Yeah, all a, right. a, no, not A-Rod. A-Rob. But I like A-Rod, too. But anyway, I, 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 you know, listen. On that point, there are many lawyers out there and, and wannabe lawyers, with all due respect, don't necessarily have the experience in, in the construction industry. I think for, for a lawyer to advise a trade or a contractor or a builder, whatever, anyone in the construction industry, it's, it's important that that lawyer understands the process of construction. And I, I, I don't believe that is something you learn in law school. That's not something you can uh, learn by wearing a suit and tie and, and or going to court. I, I think it's important to be on a job site I think it's important to understand what a carpenter does, what, a, what an electrician does, plumber, um, a framer, a drywaller, and so forth. And until you actually have, have, have been through a job site and understand the, the stages of constructing a home, for example, I don't think you can properly advocate on behalf of your client, regardless of what side you're on. I have had the privilege of, of working in the construction industry. I mean, I, my first job uh, was well, one of my earlier jobs in, in, in high school was working at Home Depot. And I worked in the plumbing department. And some of my plumbing contracting clients laugh when I tell them, hey, be quiet. I understand what you're talking about. PVC, big old piping, whatever it is. Um, I can always, you know, I can, I can solder pipes. I know how to do all this stuff. Because I, 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 I've done it. I've worked at Home Depot, sold stuff. I've worked with master plumbers there. I was almost assisting the assistant manager. So, and then after that, I've, I've actually gone through building a, ho a house at one point in my life. So I understand how to build a house at different stages. I think you're doing a disservice as a lawyer who, who is marketing themselves as a construction lawyer, but you haven't had the hands-on experience. I agree. Of construction, frankly. I totally agree. <clears throat> so when you say, let's use a lawyer or someone like Rob, I think it's important that you do your background check of, of that lawyer. And it isn't about, you know, okay, I've been doing construction law for 10 plus years, or I've, I am a specialist in construction law. Whoop-de-doo. But it comes down to what's going on on the site and your comprehension of the process of, of what's happening on site. And, and I think it's important, doesn't matter whether it's a lawyer or not, 
I think sometimes it's the right person giving you advice. Often, in, in a lot of cases that I get involved in, believe it or not, uh, gentlemen, there are consultants that we hire on a case that are more valuable and helpful to, to, to a client than the lawyer himself. Why is that? A consultant usually is hired to sort of illustrate, explain, and, and sometimes we call an expert, give expert advice um, that's supposed to be impartial um, to the deci decision maker, a judge. Who you hire as an expert in a case or in, in a dispute is critical. Some are more experienced than others. Some are more approachable than others. Some are more experienced and can explain the side of a dispute better than others. So a lot of it turns on not just a lawyer or hiring a lawyer. It depends on the people that are helping you, giving you advice and what expertise they've got. Not just embedded in law, generally in construction. So it's like, like your own team, like we have a team, you have a, yeah. a background team yeah. that you can pull from, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is it fair to say, Rob, like I've always spoken about how construction is a different animal. Like it's completely different when it comes to the way we market the business, the way we handle the business, and is it, is it also true with the way we consider law for that business? Yes. It's not like entertainment law. It's not like no. family law. It's not like any other kinds of laws. Construction is its own entity kind of thing. Of all the areas that I practice, construction is my favorite. Why? Because of the characters involved. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> the cast I think, of characters. Absolutely. They're I colorful. Huh? They are colorful. Uh, colorful. <laughs> um, they are down to earth. Yes. Um, they are stubborn as fuck. Honest. Sorry. This honest. Is, on yeah. Most. Oh, hold on. Uh, no, no. Don't put words in my mouth. Sorry, sorry. They're they're great performers. Listen, they are stubborn, and oh. they are they are fantastic at um, convincing you of bullshit. Okay, actually, sometimes better than a lawyer. Even you can never get an answer from people in construction. I find as to why something cannot be done. It just cannot be done. Well, why can't it be done this way? Because it can't, okay? That's not how we do it. That's not how it's done. Okay, why? Because it isn't. What are you talking about? Anyway, okay, it, 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 it's, it, it is, you know, most people have been trained a certain way and they're set in their ways and you're never going to change it, I find. And you have to relate and, and speak to them in a different language, respectful, understand that they're hardworking people. They're trades. That's the wife checking on me. <laughs> um, so understand that they're hardworking people. And um, they all have families to support. Relate to that. When they come to, 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 to you as a lawyer, you need to look for the most cost-effective, efficient way to get them out of the mess they're in. And I got to tell you, I, in, from my experience, I'm very pro-contractor, builder, etc., that's, that's just from Is my own experience. Is that because you experience. came from that background? No. No? No. It's from my experience as a lawyer. Okay. There are a lot of bad trades out there, inexperienced trades, that oversell themselves, that take on more than they can handle. But they're not shysters and they're not crooks and they did not intend to scam any, anyone, a homeowner or whatever. But I got to tell you, I've come across a lot more homeowners and or, 
you know, uh, I guess homeowners that are more than willing and comfortable to short change or short pay a contractor or a trade or a builder. And they come up with all sorts of excuses that I've come across to back charge, to set off things against an invoice or a bill. And often what sickens me as a lawyer is some legal legalities that allow them to do that. The way the system is set up? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we can get all philosophical and, 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 and ethical and, 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 or, you know, to me, for example, there's a whole concept of putting a lien on. Okay, great. That's something that was taught to me as a young lawyer. And I use it as a weapon, as a tool, and I, 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 I preach to my clients at trades or even builders, hey, don't lose your lien rights. Back, it used to be 45 days uh, from your last day of work and or, you know, um, for completion of the project or being kicked off site. Don't forget to lien. You got 45 days and now under the new construction act, they, well, you've got 60 days. Okay. All right. You, you often get within the industry, you come across um, clients that are, are reluctant to lean, to exercise these rights because of business relations, because of reputations, or because the payment terms are longer than the, times that the, the timing to put on a lien. And so they're sitting there juggling or considering two things, the greater or lesser of two evils. Do I lean and piss off the person who owes me money? Or do I just, you know, risk it and, and so that I can suck a little more money out from, you know, based on the, what, what I'm owed? Compromise. Yeah, but, you know, why should some, this is when I start getting pissed off. Why should a trade who's worked their butts off, who's got a family to support, why should they be quote-unquote compromising? You did the work. Pay the guy. Or, now I don't want to be sexist. Pay the girl. Like, just pay them. They did the work. And you know what sickens me? You know, I get homeowners that are sitting there enjoying the fruits and, and, and some, the, the, the house you've put them in or the nice bathroom. Well, you're freaking showering in the bathroom. You're back charging. You don't want to pay me because your grout's a little discolored? Like, give me a break. And now I'm starting to raise my freaking... Now I'm starting to sweat. Get a, it angers me, bud. Okay, I got 45 days, 60 days. Why? The guy did the work. Why should he have to only have 45 days to put a lien on? Really? He did the work. He could have been there for two years working on a project. Oh, you got 45 days now. So, you know, yeah, you're, he, you, you'll, you'll talk to people in the legal industry and they'll tell you, well, there are policy perspectives, policy reasons for, for all this. All right. Tell it to the guy who's out of lien rights and uh, the home's been sold and he can't get paid. Yeah, it's like I said before that it seems to be the only business that you negotiate a price and then you pretty much have to negotiate every invoice after that again. Like, yeah. Like, I, it's just like Rob saying, like, why are we, you know, we've done the work. You have a warranty on your, on your work. Pay us up. If there's, you know, something wrong with the grout, we'll just go and fix it. Like, not only that, they overdo it. Dude, yeah. they, they just overdo it, right? Because they're... You're talking about the clients. Yeah, yeah. 
Why, why do the clients, because I'm assuming that most of the time it's that final payment that they want to renegotiate, like you just said, Jim, yeah. that we've agreed to the scope of work. We agreed to the contract. We agreed to the amount. All the work is done. The team has done the work. You're enjoying the fruits of their labor. But now the final bill comes in and I don't want to pay it. I think I should pay 40% right. of it. You're usually fighting for that last 10%. Why do you well, think they do that? Well, it's not just that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, Unfortunately, I, I'm starting to see people or a lot of my clients are not just fighting for that last, you know, 10% holdback that's held back or the last payment. And often, often that's the profit margin. Yeah. If you're a kosher, if you're a straight shooter of a trade yes, it who, is. Or, or builder who's not making kickbacks or getting kickbacks from all your sub trades, that's your gravy. Yeah. yeah. That's your last holdback 10%. And that's where these pricks sit down and they want to hassle you. So you finance the project paying all the subs under you. You're waiting for your gravy so you can pay your mortgage, put some money in the bank, and keep going, upgrade your truck, do whatever. And now they're sitting there being shysters with you. And I tell you, a lot of people in the construction industry, get they, they, they get taken advantage of. And a lot of them take it and move on to the next project. That's why? the majority of them. They yeah, the majority. And you know why? Because you get lawyers, they're afraid of coming to the lawyer. The lawyer's going to say, I need my retainer. I need to do A. I need to do B. So they're like, oh, forget it. The very first time <laughs> I ever had to speak to a lawyer about a final payment, and we're talking about 11000 and change here, they just refused to pay it. They just came up with a list of deficiencies that were not there, yeah. but they were very complimentary of every trade that came in to finish their scope, but they weren't complimentary of me. They yeah. just, we rubbed the wrong way. That's all it was. But the work was done. It was all taken care of. Yeah. They refused to pay this final bill. I spoke to a lawyer and the first thing that this lawyer said to me is that you're going to spend more money than that 11,000 just to get this amount. So what does that tell you? And Mark? that turned me off. But no shit. And what does that tell you? Our system doesn't make sense, does it? So, so for 11, a lawyer 000, should not be saying that. Well, well, it shouldn't be saying that, but in all fairness to the lawyer, so you're going to go, he's going to sue. That's a small claims court jurisdiction. Yes. Okay. So I don't know. They'll charge you a thousand bucks, maybe between disbursements, HST and drafting a small claims court uh, lawsuit. And you're, you're now not 11,000 in the hole. You're 12,000 in the hole. Yes. Okay. You show up, the lawyer's going to charge you to go to the settlement conference, or now you can get a paralegal or if you don't want to represent yourself. So now you're going to get charged for that appearance. Maybe you're another thousand in the hole. Who knows what? You're now at 13,000 in the hole. And if you have a shyster or a scammer of a homeowner, they're sitting across the table with a stupid list of deficiencies. Oh, there's a hairline fracture in the grout or my tile color is a little discolored. Meanwhile, if you've seen the... I I get angry. I got to watch my language. But if you've seen the shithole they were living in before... They had no problem with their tiling, and now you've given them fucking Eden that they're living in. <laughs> oh, look at the discoloration in my tile. Like, are you serious, brother? Yeah. I was really nervous, Rob, that you were going to hold back. No, I'm holding back. I'm holding Ask Jim. I'm hold, I'm, I'm, I just got angry. Well, I got to ask you because you started this whole thing, and all of a sudden, I was you were, you were saying for the majority, and I agree with you, a lot of contractors out there may not know that they put themselves in a bad situation. They're not consciously trying to take advantage of any homeowners because they're trying to earn a living yes. Manuel. but then the idea is that you got these clients that you you feel there's more of them out there that want to take advantage yeah. of us 
Yes. But unfortunately, and I don't want to point fingers, and I'm not going to talk about the TV industry here. Why is it that the TV industry, you get a Superman that comes in and paints this brush where he says, the clients are always They're the full one of being... shit because the client's getting it for free, bud. The <laughs> client's getting it for free. It. <laughs> Dude, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Why you, I'll, I'll leave right now. Why don't you paint my boardroom? You think I have a problem with the hairline cutter? <laughs> it's for free. That's all I want to hear. That's yeah. all. Please, man. Yeah. And then they yeah. go on a funny giveaway to charities. Like, come on. And then the other fortunate thing is I personally know a contractor this year is having a rough year with, with the whole situation that's going on. I'm actually having a pretty good year, but he's having a rough year and he's fighting three liens. Yeah. He's not, he's actually focusing so much energy and effort and money on these three liens and he's actually having a bad year. What do you mean liens that, that he's leaned he's or, lean, or people yeah, have lean, leaned under him? No, no, leaned on, on his clients for paying that final bill. Yeah. You see? He's fighting three of them. You and, see? I, and I'm like, man, how are you doing this? And you know how draining it emotionally is. on these big guys? Stressful. Sucks it out. It sucks the life. Not and it doesn't mean. make you want to work. It doesn't make you want to build your business anymore. It's it actually disgusting. makes you want to leave. And a it's, lot of guys leave the industry because of this. I kid you not. I kid you not, guys. For example, there are some that break my heart. I, I kid you not. Today, okay? I can't name any names. I'd be of course fucking, not. I'd be fucking disbarred. Of course not. But, but you know, I got a client who is... He does um, nice plaster work in fancy custom homes. This guy is a, is a young kid, just started his family. He's got a young kid as well, baby, and, and, and his wife's pregnant with a kid on the way. So he's a self-make, he's a self-starter, self-made guy, started his own um, you know, company. He gets in with the uh, GC who does nice homes, five million and up. Does all this work at the house. Doesn't get paid a single dollar. The Not GC, even a deposit? Nothing? Nothing. He's hungry for the business. He's a young guy yeah, in his mid-late 20s. He's excited. I got in with a big GC. Right? And he gave him a fancy $6 million home or whatever to build to, to do nice plaster work in there. All right. He's excited. He's breaking into the industry. So he does all the work. Does phenomenal work. He's owed about 70 grand, this poor kid. Not paid. Why aren't you paid? Comes to me. And he says, uh, I don't know. The GC is owed 600 grand by these guys. And they put a lien on, but they're not really pushing it. They don't care to spend money on their lawyer. They've gone belly up. It's just me now fighting with uh, the homeowners. All right, you have a lien? Yeah, I inherited the fuck. He's got a lien. These homeowners have absolutely no complaint with the quality of work. Zero complaint. No defense. No. They defended initially the lawsuit saying that the general contractor was a disaster. He, he delayed the project. He told us it's going to be $4 million. It ended up being $5 million. Okay. So these people have a lot of money. They're living in a five-plus-million-dollar home. And so the GC went belly up. And now you have a sub-trade like my guy who's done 70000 bucks worth of work not paid by the GC. So he's put the lien on as well. I inherit the fob. I reach out to the lawyer for the owner. I said, dude, my guy's owed money, seventy grand. By your own admission, you paid close to $4 million to the GC to build the damn home, correct? Yeah. So hold back from this GC is like four hundred grand. Yeah. Did you pay it? No. 
Why not? We're in a fight with them. I said, they're fucking gone bankrupt. Yeah, but, you know, there's all sorts of losses. It doesn't matter, dude. The whole back is to protect the subs of the GC. Okay? And my guy's one of them. He's owed 70 grand. Why, why don't... He's the only guy still fighting. Everybody why else you, walked away. They're gone. Nobody leave. But the GC and my guy, who's a sub of the GC. So I said, why don't you just pay him the 70 grand and we'll call it even and we're done. And no one's fighting you for the whole back, dude. You pocketed it from the GC. Yeah, I'll see constructions. Okay, comes back. I need documentation to verify your client's lien. Okay, here we fucking go. I send him documents, timesheets, invoices, supplies delivered. Comes back. So I'm spending, now my client's spending money. Comes back. Yeah, I reviewed it with my clients. They're saying there's no way he would have been there within the timeline on his lien. Because my clients got occupancy and they were living in the house. There's no way he could have been there. I said, dude, is, let me just cut to the chase. We can talk about legalities and play that game. And then I want to talk about what's right and wrong. Does your client have any problem with the plaster work and the fancy shit around the fireplaces? No. Okay. Well, my guy hasn't been paid a dollar. Pay him the 70 grand from the whole back and we're done. Your guy's got a deal. No. Why's the wife checking again? <laughs> so I said, he says... Uh, no, we want to confirm the validity of the lien. I said, okay, so you want to talk about legalities. Yeah, we don't believe your client's been there. And if your lien is off, invalidated, because he was out of time, then we've got no exposure and we owe you nothing from the holdback, which means indirectly in layman's terms, the owners are fucking crooks, pieces of shit. They want to pocket the 400 grand. They want to enjoy their beautifully plastered fireplaces and work everywhere in the house for fucking free. Sure That's the day, bullshit. <clears throat> and these are the types of owners that can afford to build a $5 million home. So if that is the, the people that the industry deals with, those are the people with the money. Then imagine the people that run out of the money that start looking for back charges and deficiencies. So you tell me, is that fair? Is that equitable? That's that an fair. owner, an owner that's enjoying this poor kid's fireplace and fancy plaster work gets to be scot-free, enjoying all this work because your lien's invalidated potentially. So the whole back's gone. They don't have to poor pay this poor kid nothing. Who's a, a young family. He's got a kid on the way. I don't make this shit up. No. No, okay. that's you know, and this and, is and one of many, and that's what the thing. Okay. In all the years I've been doing this, I just don't know how people like that can sleep at night knowing, no shit, that yeah. they're you know, maybe throwing this. Let's just use this guy out in the street with his family because he can't get paid. Yeah. When I started, when I was started as a young guy, and and even these young guys that are starting now, they take these jobs on just like he did. They grab without, them without a deposit because yeah. yeah. they. We have to in order to get started and to make a name for ourselves, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's unfortunate that it all it puts them in harm's way because we're just so hungry yeah. to get that and we'll do anything to get it. In a, in a lot of cases, you know, even like yours for eleven thousand. I mean, I had a few of those thrown at me and I go, Oh, you know, what am I gonna do? And then I'll just go and say, Okay. Give me six thousand, and we'll call you, it. A you day. become a negotiation at you, that point. You you give up again. Well, you negotiate against yourself, right? Basically, like right. how's that fair? It's not because yeah. you've already given them. You've done the work. I know. Well, you've done the work. 
So I'm just curious, a person who builds a $5 million home, their net worth would be normally in around what ballpark? I'm trying to figure know, out man. what $70,000 is It's to nothing. Them. It's it's like single percentage points. It's probably, dude, it's probably their fucking patio. But this is some, yeah. he was probably there for what, six months maybe doing the work? Um, Four to six months maybe? Yeah, four months, I'd say, yeah. 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 A third of the year he was working. Well, he was there working, working, sending his guys there. So, by the way, he's not only out the 70 grand or whatever profit, he's already out what he's paid. The guys. He's paid his guys who have set families to support of their own. <sighs> and, and, and unfortunately, it's society as a whole. I don't think they respect people in the construction industry. Society's going to shits. People are more crooked. Are we, are we looked upon as if, you know what, we're those small gazelles in that herd and we could be picked on? No. Or is that who we are? No, I, yeah, I think it's lack of appreciation or respect for the trades, man. We're still considered that like, blue collar kind of, you're, I think you're so. a grunt and, and yeah. you're not as important yeah. as the rest of us. Yeah, I think so, man. Honestly, sad to say, I think so. But I think it's also immorality and ethics in society, in every business. But, it, but it's, it's prevalent to me in the construction industry. Like Jim said, how could this guy sleep at night? How could you fucking look at your fireplace? Oh, that's beautiful. Show it off to your guests. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, how do you live with that? But in the back of your mind, some kid with that? is out. Whoever did that never got paid for it. Yeah. And that's why you get the rich that get richer. I got the, my $5 million house, but only paid four. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it's sad. It's sad. So, Rob, I want to talk about what is a contractor supposed to do when a situation comes up? What, where are they? So, what's the best course of action? What I want to emphasize is that is not only, in my opinion, of, that is no fault of my guy, the young kid who went and worked hard and did this. No. That's not his fault. No. That's the fault of, in my opinion, the legal system, how it's set up, society as a whole, and people that take advantage of trades. How does some kid like this protect himself? Well, trust no one. Really? Go in with that kind of... Yeah. Watch your back, man. It's pretty sad, isn't it? I've that... always said that your best client can turn into your worst client. Yeah, you're right. Trust no one. Make sure you don't leverage yourself. Make sure you're not the guy out of desperation or girl who, 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 who finances other people's projects. Yeah. No matter how hungry you get, understand. As long, hey, some may be okay. It's all about leveraging risk. How much risk you can handle. As long as you go in expecting that you may get screwed and not get paid a dollar. And I can sustain that. As long as you go in with that mentality, you'll be okay. But if you're going in with the mentality, I did the work, why shouldn't I get paid? <laughs> Little do you know, yeah. the law doesn't support you. In my opinion, as a lawyer, I think the system doesn't. Because in my opinion, go back to my example. Why is the owner only on the hook for 10% the whole back? If the owner, in my opinion, with all the respect to, to, our, to, to, to the people who write our laws, if the owner can't prove he paid specifically for the plastered fireplace or whatever work, he's got to pay for it, period. That's how it works. You got no. That's how it should be, in my opinion. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's not just oh, his whole, his only exposed to hold back. Okay, show me. Did you pay anybody for this plaster? If you didn't pay the GC, then you got to pay the sub, buddy. 
You ain't getting a free fireplace. So I guess a lot of clients would hide behind that little veil, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And they really take advantage absolutely. of it. Absolutely. And you go to a smart lawyer like me, they'll show you how to do it. <laughs> but, but I mean, the good GCs are actually setting up that business to help the client to make their clients' lives a lot better. But then all of a sudden, you're on that hook for all that because now it's all being filtered through the GC and that company. And Absolutely. so they'll turn around and point the finger going, I don't owe you anything. He does. Bravo. And you know what? I've come across cases where builders or even Owners, developers are sophisticated enough to now take advantage and manipulate the law in their benefit. Jim over here is a landowner or a developer or a builder. He says to his brother, hey, buddy, or Manuel, we're friends. I'm going to make you the GC. We're going to say, Manuel Co., you're going to come here and you're going to be the builder on all the contracts, okay? Or my GC. I'm the owner. Jim Co.'s the owner. Manuel Co. comes in and they are hired by Jim Co. to be the GC on the contract. Now let's go to Fool Co. Rob over here and get him to do all the carpentry, okay? All right. And you're not going to pay him, okay, Manuel Co.? All right. And then I'm going to come here and I'm going to say, oh, hold back. That's all you get, Rob Co. Hold back, Fool Co. You get it? It's just that So this simple. fucking guy, Jim Co., is sitting on there with full carpentry done. Manuel Co goes belly up. Okay, Manuel, you're going to go belly up. Okay. You'll survive. Now, full Co, you'll be okay. You'll float. And then we'll go to Jim Co, Rob Co. Hey, I did the carpentry. Jim, pay me. Uh, it's only holdback. But are you within lien rights, Rob Co? If your lien's no good, you get nothing. Bye-bye. You see? Sad, isn't it? And those lien rights are how how stickly I mean how how bad do they get like literally to the last day last minute last hour oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, really yeah. yeah oh it's carved in stone so from the very last second that you were on the job site doing physical work and you left and you waited until that last second yeah they'll really milk it to that far oh yeah it is strictly enforced dude wow so here's a little trick if your forty five days is coming up go in and do some work but what if they don't let you you got to get a full day isn't that correct you got to get a full day's work no you got to yeah. get a decent amount of work so it doesn't yeah. look a little suspicious a couple grand at least okay a couple grand and then that basically rolls over starts again. it again starts but it all over again. what jim is saying is you know if you start smelling or seeing that something's fishy here money and whatever take your slow it down slow it down the pace of work leave a couple of loose ends pieces. Don't go back. It's your only protection, really. Isn't yeah. It? And it used to be 45. Yeah. It's changed to 60. 60 recently, right? Last year? Yeah. But but that's... No, it's more complicated than that because I, I tell my clients out of safety, stick to the 45 days. Just in There's case. all sorts of transition rules and it comes down to when procurement process started, when, when tendering went out from the developer or the owner, that's what dictates, or when the main contract between the owner and the GC was signed, that's what dictates. And often trades are not involved in that process, so they don't know. So assume it's the least of the two, 45 days. So Rob, let me ask you this. So building a house, we have the excavator do his thing, 30 grand, whatever. Does his lien right start when he's finished, so 45 days after he's finished, even though the construction is still going on, 
does he still have lien rights? So how does that work? Or does he have to wait to the end? No. Because I always look at, we have so much money at the beginning holding back. Why do, why are we holding it to the end? The whole 10%. So, so, okay. Do you understand whatever I'm going with this? Yeah. Yeah. So hold on. I want to clarify something. You lean rights do not arise when you're done work. Lean rise conceptually arise when the first shovel hits the ground. Right. Okay. So when that excavator shows up the site, turns on the bobcat, the excavator, whatever it is, and starts digging, lean rights start on, on right? Because you started doing work. Lean rights started, kicked in. Now, what we call preserve, preserving your lean rights, so preservation, that specific trade has 45 days from their last day of work to register or preserve their lien under the old act. Right. Sometimes they don't finish the project. They get into a dispute. So it's, or sometimes they finish the project. So it's, 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 I like to say uh, for safety, your last day of work, because it could have been when you abandoned, when you were kicked right. off or when you completed the job. So it's your last day of work. Uh, in, in bigger projects, it gets a little more complex because it's the earliest of, for example, your last day of work or certification of substantial completion. Now that's rarely the case when you're talking about an excavator, an excavation contractor, because they're usually certifying a substantially complete, the contract, the main contract, the project. Right. And that doesn't affect them. By then their lien rights have long gone. Right. Because it's so, the earliest of. Remember that. So that's what I'm trying to get at. <clears throat> so if, if, if you know, what are, let's say he's holding back 10%. So 30 grand, three grand. The job's a million dollars. So why are we holding back yeah. $100,000 at the end of the job when... I've already paid his last three thousand eight months ago. Yeah. Why did I already, you know, paid the yeah. framer his lien rights six months ago? So shouldn't that hundred thousand start to dwindle down? Yeah. Like I look at it, the forty-five days should be from maybe the last two months of work. So, so what owners and contra or general contractors can do is ask for partial certification of, of contracts so, right. that, so that there isn't a, a holdback that's held back for the entire value of the project. Right. You can do that. You yeah. can partially certify certain contracts, substantially complete. Lien rights have, have, are gone. Uh, I'm happy with the excavation contract. It's complete. Um, no equipment rental can lien the project for non-payment of for the excavator, and you agree that that portion of the contract's done. Let's pay out the whole back. So can we? So is that something we could put in our contracts? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And when you're that saying because you, then that just gives you less exposure at the end. Yeah, of course. And it's well, also fair. It's, it's totally fairer. fair. It's fairer because it's fair to the contract. Yes, it's yeah. fair. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because then you're, you're or, and it's also fair because usually you're not supposed to release as the middle guy the whole back until it's been paid to you. 
in your example, why are you paying the whole back to the excavation guy when you haven't gotten the whole back no, no, from the owner? Is, if I've got it, right? For sure. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't gotten it from the owner, because it means whole back's not payable yet. If I'm acting for you, I'd say, hey, Jim, back to Jim Coat. Don't pay the excavator his whole back. You didn't get your whole back. So right. money's supposed to filter down that pyramid, trickle down the pyramid. If it hasn't come to you from the owner because under your contract, it's not ready to be paid yet, right. then you shouldn't be f paying it down to the person below you. When you do that, you're now exposing yourself as the contractor in the middle of the right. GC, and you're now financing the project. Basically. Bad move. Yeah, and that's what you you don't want any contractor to be doing that. No, at any point at any bill. If I'm acting for the contractor, absolutely not. But a lot of guys do that. Like we said, they want to get started. They want bad to make move. a name. It's totally a hundred percent bad move. You're bad move. You're now you're now funding the project for the owner. Right. Right. Which and they are, and I they mean, see that all, and they see that. Of and, course, and they don't, they're well aware of it. Yeah. I mean, that's usually our biggest beef. You know, when we're but, at the end of the month, we go, "You owe us a hundred grand." When you get that hundred grand, it's just paying what you just dumped out. So yeah. you're not ahead. But why did you right. do that, Jim? And I know you why. You, but the thing is, you want to be a nice GC and you want to have your team and you want to treat everybody with respect. So that's why you want to pay them now. But you haven't received the funds yet. But you haven't been received. I get it. But then here, here's the other funny. I mean, we get it. We get a large deposit out of them now. Before In the we beginning, start. for sure, and, to cover and we ourselves. Just use that as a complete security that doesn't even come into play until the last month of the job. And then maybe we'll start mm. drawing off of that. I well, see. See, here's... But it doesn't always work. Here's, here's the thing, too. Now, now, let's look at it from the perspective of that excavation contractor. Let's say it's a, it's a, it's a custom home that's going to take a year or two to complete. So your hold back as a contractor will not be paid for maybe a year and a half or two years. Right. Now you got the first, one of the first earliest trades, the excavation guy. He's been done for almost two years sitting there with your example for the 3,000 right. still waiting and sitting to be paid. Now let me tell you what the law says too. That excavation guy, well, he has no guarantee he's going to get paid his whole back in two years because Jim Coe could go out of business or Jim Coe can stick it to him and say, yeah, forget it. I'm not paying it to you. I didn't, I wasn't really happy with your performance. That excavation guy has run out of lien rights for that whole buck. Yeah, he has. Yeah. So if Jim wants to be a bad person, this guy walks away without There's a no chance. security from the owner. Nothing at all. In, in favor of the excavation guy. And this is where I get... Because he, he, he forgot he lost his lien Your lien rights are gone. Remember, your last day of work. Yeah. You know, that's the catch-22 I get a lot of clients finding themselves in. Do I lean for my whole back and ruin the relationship or do I not? Well, I guess you got to figure out, do you smell something funny going on? And then you got to be cautious of it and then don't leave, don't finance their job and don't let bills tally up. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're yeah. held yeah. to all these. Don't amounts. over leverage yourself. Don't be desperate. You know, it's better to work four days a week and get paid for those than work five days and only get paid for four. Because life is too fucking valuable, people. Yeah. Can you tell us some of the little things that tradespeople are forgetting to put into contracts? Oh, man. Like, uh, 
Are there a lot? So much. There's so, so much? much. Like you get people, they go on Google, they go on the internet and they, and they print a two, three page contract and they think they're good to go. And then uh, I put in uh, payment terms with milestones. <laughs> it's a favorite fucking word. Milestones. <laughs> yeah. I've reached a milestone payment. <laughs> yeah. Okay, buddy. The only milestone you reach is debt. <laughs> like, yeah, there gets so, so much. The most important is clearly outline the scope of work as descriptive as possible oh my god yes like literally you're doing a medical exam and your doctor is like better have you ever seen those fucking medical charts useless <laughs> better <laughs> better be as detailed as you can be because homeowners their perspective is everything's included they yep. don't understand Contractors, like, what do you mean everything? The picture's included. You know, it's not included. The size of tile's different than the tile. These are Chinese tiles. These are fancy Italian marble. It's not, what do you mean? You're seeing it very differently. A homeowner from a contractor. Detail, detail, detail what it is that you're getting paid to do. When you are relying on drawings, you better understand those drawings. What the scope involved in those drawings is, and you protect yourself, and you better know how to price a job. It all starts from the scope of work. If you don't understand it, walk away and don't price it. The scope of work is number one. And when you understand that scope and what the homeowner expects from you, then you price it. And go and do your legwork, research, don't bank on, you know, amazing deals on material, etc. Always assume the worst when it comes to pricing for labor and material. Don't sit there and allow the homeowner to negotiate the hell out of you down using other bullshit quotes they're getting. It's better to walk away if you are confident, you're not confident that you can meet the price based on the scope of work. It doesn't matter if you spend 10, 20 pages outlining the scope of work. Do it. That's more important than the price. Because you can outline your price and the stupid fucking milestones. But in the end, if your scope is not clear, then you ain't meeting that milestone. Yeah. And you're yeah. not getting paid. And, and that's where you're that. never going to get... Oh, yeah. And that's where you're never getting your hold back. And that's where people like me make money. Understand the scope of work. And the drawings. It's all about managing expectations. It's simple. It's business. Manage expectations. Every trade has an opportunity to create a grocery list of exactly what the scope of work is. You cannot just say that it's electricians because they have so many switches, so many lights or whatever. Bingo. Every single trade can actually break it all down on yeah. what things cost and what they have to build. Yeah. But the most part, a lot of guys don't want to spend that time and effort to actually create that list to figure out exactly what the cost is. So then they'll generalize certain things, yeah. but that gets them into trouble. That's at their own peril. And it will be yeah. interpreted against the contractor in court because I guarantee you the homeowner is going to put their hands up. What do I know? I'm an innocent homeowner. I've been duped. Right? And a court yeah. will agree. That was drama class from the... That's for everything I do. I do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> We should so, be Rob, paying. what do you think about, um, is it easier to 
just do a management fee. Not a smart that. fucking guy you are. That's why the gray hairs have taught you. And then just have the owners, the homeowners He's a smart pay. cookie, this one. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Let me, t- that's exactly, took the words out of my mouth. That's why if you better be safe than sorry. If you don't know about the scope of work, leverage the risk. Pass it on to the homeowner. Say, okay, hey, dude. It's going to pass on. You pay the trades. Directly. You sign the contracts with the trades. Okay? My name is Paul, and this is between you all. Okay? <laughs> you pay me my I fifth. I do it for you. <laughs> That's right. Okay? I'm just a fucking facilitator. <laughs> you pay me my 10, 15 points a month, and that's it. You stop paying, they stop playing the trades. Yeah. Your risk is your one month fee or two week fee, yeah. however you do it. Yeah. That's it. Well, you and that's when it. they, in those cases, they bullshit. Where were you, Jim? I wanted to look at you all day, every day on my site. You were mismanaging. Go fuck yourself. You can manage from almost any place in the world. Well, now we're having Zoom meetings. I don't know why. Right. You know. Yeah. So. No, but... but Look, in all fairness, though, a homeowner will expect to see you there managing. Of course. Right? Sure. You know, so, so you know, um, and they're always willing to, and, 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 and it's easy for them to blame you and point a finger at you. And if a trade screw, screws up, that, Still you know, so it's going to come down on you, though, because let's say you were a shitty manager. Yeah. So, again, in that scenario, you better make sure you got good trades because they can ruin your reputation sure. e- easily. Exactly. When did you ship that? into that kind of system, Jim? I've always kind of been Done there. Done it that way? Yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, back in the old days, I mean, still, and again, smaller jobs, you can almost price it to a T. Maybe you won't know what the tile is, but you give them an allowance and say, here, you go over that. Simple math. You pay the extra, but that's it. But when you, these things that people are building now, I Gets out of control. It's out of control fast. Really quickly. Oh, yeah. Then you get, we've talked about this before. You get a designer involved. Oh, may as well just throw your hands up in the air because they blame you for the cost difference when I'm just putting it up. I didn't design the thing. But the designers have a nice little, uh, a nice little system going on where they're paid in full right up front, and then they're paid for their shopping time and Uh, not not all all the time. Not all the time. They would go through some of this too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But architects and designers are less likely to get a holdback situation as a contractor. I I think architects. They won't go and get a permit until they have a yeah, final, payment. final yeah. payment. Remember, I think it goes back to what something Manuel said earlier that um, <laughs> they still see us, you know, not us. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, the lawyer here, the trades as more of a blue collar, but I think they. They, so, they, Rob, are you saying we're even lower than you? Uh, <laughs> dude, depends what we're talking about, right? When it comes to the mora- morality and ethics, I think we're I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. I'm as low as they fucking get. But, hey, depends what we're talking about, brother. But, look, um, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask you, Rob. You must know a few good lawyer jokes, eh? Oh my God, I, I, I don't know anymore. Just ask my dad; he'll tell you. He calls me a liar half the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, there's something else. By the way, I want to touch on when it comes to the management. Something important that I'm starting to see a lot more of nowadays is this whole bullshit of warranties and tear on warranties. 
I don't agree with it at all. You don't agree with what? The Tyrion. bullshit. The oh, bullshit. Oh, that's a, that's for another fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Aren't they talking about changing that? I don't know. They give me date. Hold on. Well, listen, I don't know. There's a lot. We'll they, leave that later on for another one. Yeah. But it's important to understand that if you're strictly a project manager, the homeowners are the ones entering into contracts with the trades. They're paying the trades. You're just there as a mediator, a middleman. They're not going to come back at you for warranty, tarry on warranty, and claim that you were a builder, a constructor, right? It's just easier, a lot easier. Yeah. Put it this way, tarry on and homeowners are, are uh, tarry on is more likely to side with the homeowner than with the builder or the manager, etc. But it wasn't always that way. Yes and no. Yeah, you're right. It's things are changing ever since, you know, there's been some... Because now they're pushing their way into the yeah. custom end when usually they were really for subdivision work. Of course. Right? Right? Of course. Aren't they trying to get into renovations as well? Yeah. 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 Depends on the extent of the renovation. How, how far? How, right? What kind of footprint? Are you changing the foundations? Yeah. Is are it you, deemed you, a new house? Is it a because, new house? Are, yeah. you, are you maintaining at least 50% of the whole foundation? Are you... How extensive, right? Yeah. But okay, so isn't it a sad point here? Because uh, sure, Jim, you're uh, you're like this, and and I was, and I'm like this, and a lot of young guys are like this. The whole objective is that we start with a bathroom, we get to a kitchen, we get to the first floor, we get to the second floor. Before we know it, we get an opportunity to build an entire house. Our whole objective of getting into this construction industry because we love it is we want to keep on growing and building and creating a bigger brand, a bigger business. But then we have to just watch ourselves as we grow. We can't overstep ourselves. Absolutely. We can't leverage. We can't put ourselves in debt. We have to always constantly protect ourselves yep. and smell out those potential bad clients. Yeah. And, and you can assume they're all bad until proven otherwise. What about bad trades? What about trades that... Okay. So, you know, yes, those exist. And unfortunately, more and more of those are surfacing. And it is the reason why the industry is getting a bad rep. Yeah. More and more. Okay. Because, I mean, all us guys are retiring. Yeah, and there's not there's more retiring than there is replenishing. Yeah, that's true. That's a fact. You know, you know. For example, and I'm guilty of this. I have to confess, I'm guilty of this as 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 a homeowner. It's a good thing we're recording. Yeah. So <laughs> let me let me and and I learned. I I love it. I've done so much little renos and construction projects and additions and what. I think it's so cool, and I learned so much. So, for example, we got a townhouse, um, sort of a mid-house we, went, we were living in, and um, we were only going to be there, my family and I, my wife and I, and the kids for, for a couple of years as a transition home. So I, I don't have the time to cut grass. It's, it's a, a small townhouse, so I decided I'm going to rip out every piece of grass and interlock everywhere. Ah, Portuguese landscape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I figured, you know what? It's in an Asian booming Chinese neighborhood and they love that shit. They love to like park their cars everywhere and ex extend the parking space. So I did it for resale. For their civics. <laughs> Actually, it's fucking Lexus where we were. True, it. true. Yeah. True. Okay. And BMWs and Porsches. And this podcast is brought to you by Honda. Yeah. <laughs> So listen, oh man. Moving on. So 
<laughs> so I got a guy and um, he said, yeah, we'll do it for you, bud. We'll do the whole thing. It's about 40 grand. Material everywhere. We'll do, the, we'll do your front. We'll do your back and a side between you and the neighbor. I said, okay. Then I see across the street. This is a true story about three summers ago. I see the guy across the street. He has a Sajian guy. So I picked up the phone number and I called him. I said, hey, you're doing work across the street. He could barely speak English. I want to do it across the street. All right, he came. We didn't even understand a word we were both saying to each other. Right, but math is fucking universal. <laughs> and numbers are universal, okay? So in the end, he gave me a price. $15,000. So, what the fuck? How is that discount, man? Hold on. We're not even done yet. <laughs> so the cheapskate over here, I said, whoa, 15000 I give you cash. <laughs> Guys, I'm not, I'm not, this is a true fucking story. Give you cash. Cash. I'm like, I'm thinking, what are we going to pay him by a credit card? Well, the fuck is me? Of course. <laughs> cash. Cash. Okay. Okay. We go down to $12,000. Not bad. I'm thinking, wow, this fucking lawyer scored a deal. Hey, he delivered. Did the old interlock. Front, back, side. Turns out he interlocked the fucking boulevard. I shouldn't have interlocked. <laughs> guys, guys, no word of a lie. I ended up having to fight the city. I won. I kept their boulevard interlocked. Interlocked the whole fucking thing in the front, the back, and the side. Okay. Year one. Great. I'm feeling like a stud. 12 fuck. I call my butt 40 fucking thousand. Do you want your house interlocked? I got a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Rob. He'll do the street. I said, listen. I said... His name is Joe. I, I can laugh because he still laughs. So I said, hey, listen, I'll do your house. I'll only make 20 points on the Chinese guy that did mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, Rob, we'll talk. And we'll talk after the winter. Okay, okay. First winter, some of the interlock started, right? All of a sudden, I didn't know my grade dropped like <laughs> half a foot. Interlocks are broken the next winter already, right? It's, 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 it's all over the map. So you get what you pay for. Would I call the guy next house? Absolutely not. Fuck the 15, fuck the 20. I'll call Joe the 40,000. Come back, bud. But it was a resale, so I didn't really care. Right. But guys like, now, a guy that doesn't understand the construction industry and how the guy didn't put enough limestone screening and all this bullshit thinks, that guy scammed me, I'm going to sue him, and all these people in the industry, uh, landscapings are, uh, landscapers are crooked. And it's going to ruin the relationship or his image of people in, in the landscaping industry as a whole. The yeah. point I'm trying to make is you get a lot of people that are professing or claiming to be landscapers or electricians. Oh, my God, that I see a lot of. Electricians. Jesus. People that think they're electricians, they don't know how to. I know how to get a fucking light bulb connected. And nobody and ever so, asks for a license, huh? Bingo. No. Right? And if you do, they'll show you your driver's Until license. Until ESA shows up. Yeah, mm. driver's license of even. Someone else's driver's fucking license. <laughs> ESA shows up. What happened here? Mm. Fuck, is this cobwebs in your wall? Right? Fire. See, all this stuff, then they give rep bad reputation to electricians. Yeah. 
I've seen it all the time. So why but can't we point the fingers at the clients, though? Because I honestly believe, like you said in the beginning, there's more bad apples on that side of the fence than there is on our side of the fence. Am I wrong? No, no, you're not wrong. I don't think you're wrong. But just going back to the whole trade thing again, I mean, that's our job. Yeah. To make sure we have good trades. And, and I think this is where, you know, the homeowners need to learn to listen that and ask the question, how long have you had your trades with you? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a simple question. Now, whether the guy's going to bullshit or not, it's up. But I mean, look at gray hair, old. My trades, I've been with for 25, 30 years. To me, if I was sitting on the other side of the table, young couple, want to build a house, I'd say, that's the guy. Like, if he's had the trades that long. That's the team. Number one, the experience that comes with that is priceless. Yeah, but aren't the clients balancing that you're going to be expensive? To their eyes, you're going to be expensive. But the thing is, your price is actually the correct price. Yeah. Back to the Asian interlocking scenario. Right. Not, no disrespect to people who are no, Asian in no, the industry. No, no, But the thing I, is... I just in my example, it happened to be an Asian right. guy, right? But that's what but, clients are looking at. They're looking at, the, you know you know this, Jim. Like, two good contractors will come in, give prices that are pretty close to each other. Another third contractor will come in either really low or yeah. really high. Yeah. Right. And the really high is usually an FU price. And yeah. the really low is an inexper- inexperienced price that doesn't yeah. know how to do it properly. Right. But then the clients are still looking at the two guys in the middle that are the same, but they're really considering the high and the low. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's the scary part. Yeah. But be careful what you ask. Be careful. Like, you know, your radar should go up. Why is one guy read? And you know what? Get multiple quotes. If you're going to, if you only get two quotes, you're not going to know. The more quotes you get the more you'll see which one of these quotes is fucking off and standing out. But see, this is where I would draw the line. If I walked in, and I usually ask, how many quotes you getting? If they say any more than four, I just, thank you. I, I'm not, this is not for me. You Why? Tap out. Why is that? Because I think That's it's interesting. too many. <clears throat> it's too many and it messes them all. I think you're mudding the water at that point. Four I think is the, the time. Yeah. If I'm fourth, you know, it's, it's probably a 50-50 that I'll, I'll put a bid in. So now here, here, this, if this, it's five plus, sorry, I'm the yeah. wrong guy because all you're doing is shopping price. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. You're not shopping quality. Got it. So, so do the legwork as a homeowner, do your research, and, and don't be short sighted. Think about something else we talked about, which is warranty. You know, a new starting, a, a, a new contractor hasn't been around for more than a year. Uh, there's there's a 50% chance he ain't going to be around in two years to honor any warranty issues. For sure. It's true. Yeah. Right? Yep. People that have been around for 25 years, hopefully, likely will be there in two years to honor any warranty issues. Yeah. That's something else. That's important. In a new home, that warranty is very important. There's all sorts of issues that will pop up. Not because you, you had a bad trade or a builder. There are all sorts of elements, uh, uh, environmental or, you know, uh, settling yeah. issues. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. It's normal. You'll, you'll develop cracks, separation, settling. It's normal. You'll need that. Yeah, but that's interesting because then you get into a dilemma. You go to price a job. There's also an element of professionalism in your in your industry too. When is it okay to sit down and look at, the four quotes they've obtained, one of them is Manuel Co. You sit down, you say, ah, yeah, 
but you know, this is the reputation that Manuel Coe's got. This is what's in Manuel Coe's quote. Look at my quote, what I'm giving you. Does that, you, you follow? Does that, does that exist in your industry? Of course it does. Because it's, if it doesn't, then you're sort of the architects of your own demise. So I think there's no level saying, of professionalism anymore. I know. Exactly so what does what that saying. say? So I'm, so Jim Coe's at a, a hundred thousand. He's at 80. He's at Manuel 80. Cole. And they yeah. show me, go, look, you know, it's $20,000 difference. Yeah. You know, you, he uses, you, you come down to his price and I'll use you. So what does that say about you? If, As a you, homeowner? if you drop, no. not the homeowner. What does that say about if you drop, me, if I drop? You? Tells me, yeah. Oh, that says, yours was a, your, your quote was a shyster quote to begin with. I That's was what it says. It, right. Absolutely. That's what it says. But so, now you're stuck as Jim Cole having to explain why you're to a homeowner and they have a right to know. And right. right? And my answer to that would be Why is he twenty grand less, Jim Cole? But am I twenty grand less because I'm gonna try to get that extra ten during right. the process? Right. Like so and that by so, the way, that's so another debate. That's another that's another point. Because a lot do that. Yeah. And so that's I, bad. I, to get I the did work. this with a client one time, and they actually showed me the other client, the other. Do quote. you not say in your quotes, like your estimates or your contracts, or no, the estimates, do you not say that you cannot um, disclose them? Yeah. Well, I'm this was over the phone. Right? Oh, okay. so, uh, so she goes, Jim, you're, you're $50,000 high higher than the other guy. And they're going with the other guy already. I, I just called. I said, look, you know, I just want to know why I didn't get the job. Oh, you're, you're $50,000 higher. I said, oh, do you have the quote in front of you? And how much was the value of the project, by the way? It was like four fifty. Oh, I see. So one guy's at four and one guy, yeah, it was, he was at four. I was four seventy five. Yeah, yeah. So we've started to go through everything. I said, you know, okay, you know, what does he have in for windows? Oh, he's got 15000 I said, what do I have in for windows? Oh, you got forty-five thousand. Is it aluminum versus vinyl? Right. It's just, but I said, but here's here you're asking me why I'm this number. Yeah. So I said, there's a thirty-five thousand. There's a thirty thousand dollar difference. So let's put that to the side. You know, we're going through hardwood floor. Oh, there is no hardwood floor. Oh, there isn't. See, oh. that goes to Manuel's. What point. do I? What do I have? In the, oh, you got forty thousand for hardwood. <laughs> There you go. He's going to I said, later I on. said, well, we're on the subject. I said, um, what about painting? Oh, no, we don't have anything for painting. There you either. go. I said, well, that's, I have <clears> another 25,000. And then we got something else. I said, look, I've been on the phone with you in less than two minutes. And if you want to compare apples to apples, I'm actually cheaper than the guy you just hired. Yeah. You see? You see? But they don't look. They go to the back yeah. page. Look at the number. Look at your number. Oh, yeah. God, it's 75000 That's nuts. So, so it's important then for a homeowner to actually provide. It should be a reversal, sort of. The homeowner should be providing a detailed scope of work with a box beside each for a dollar figure that then results in a total amount. And they give that same one to all the four different right. people pricing. Everybody's in the now same Now, you know, everyone's in the same playing field. Yeah. Right? Because if you were to do that, all four prices will come in pretty close to each other. Should. 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 If we're all in the same area, if we're all in Toronto area, we're all buying the same materials. Uh, you know what? True. But there's some guys that are, you know, are 
Some guys are 10. Yeah. True. Uh, you, How you, bad do you want the job? The yeah. new guy comes in. Oh, you know, I'm just going to go 8%. I just, just want to keep my job. guys going. Right. This year I'm slow. I just want to keep my cash flow going. Yeah. But it goes back to that point about, so I come in low yeah. and then I gouge later. Absolutely. It's not really gouging. It's it goes just, back to that scope, eh? What you've put in and what you're already thinking I will get at later yeah. through an extra. Because there's nothing you did wrong. You just didn't put it in. Yeah. Now, maybe you thought that way. Well, you know, I just won't put it's it in. It's easy to forget. It's sure easier it is. to, to yeah. miss that yeah. because you got to quote every, every job is different. Yeah. Not yeah. every job is the yeah. same, right? Yeah. yeah. So speaking of extras, how does a GC cover his ass on extras? It's like every homeowner's nightmare. They're going to be there. Get them paid up front first before you even do them. Dude. Then you won't have to worry about them. And that's it. Yeah. Do not keep them till the very end. Oh, no. fuck no. Once it's a discussion and You give them the discovery. very end, you ain't getting it. No. Assume yeah. you're not getting it. And don't do the work, some Jim said. Do not do the work until you have a signed CEO. Yeah. Don't agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep going. We're in a rush. We're in a rush. No, yeah, no, it's no. in a rush when I'm financing your extra. Yeah. And, and you know, in some case, make them pay for it up front. And make them pay for it. Before you even no. do it. No. In your contract? No, no. Extras are paid right away. No. Or you're never getting it. And sometimes even when you do that, you still got to be careful eh? because it leaves a, a bad, sour taste in the homeowner's mouth. And they never forget it. They will find a way to stick it to you later on. Yeah. They'll hang on to that. They'll just They'll hang find on to it to the very end. They'll find. They will never forget it. Yeah. So how should we handle back charging our trades if so, something happens? So, you know, that goes back <laughs> to relationships. I've never back charged a trade. Because the, the thing is that it goes to your team. You work really well with them. They do a good job. If something comes up, the trade actually comes back and fixes it, takes care of it. But then all of a sudden, let's say you inherit a certain trade from the homeowner. It's a friend, cousin, Luke Skywalker's dad that he can do some great yeah. tiling, right? <laughs> then it, you got it. You have to. And I have to use that. It. Yeah. yeah. The homeowner is responsible for that trade, period. So if something happens, then yeah. it's on you guys now. It's the only way yeah. you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know, I've seen from other contractors, GCs, you know what? I have to say, good trades that have been around a long time understand that it's a give and take relationship. 100%. And they work with the GC. Yeah. And they understand because I'll tell you what. Once a shyster, always a shyster on a job site. If you're a homeowner, trades will be able to tell who, yeah. who, who your client is, who you're dealing with as a GC. And they, 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 they usually empathize and, and there's that understanding we're all in it together, right? So, you know, rarely do I get the trade that says, oh, Jimmy ain't getting paid. Fuck do I care? I did my work. Pay me. I don't care. It's your client. Yeah, well, you're an idiot. You're short-sighted because it means you ain't getting any more work from Jim in the Ever future. Ever again. Right. Right. And there goes your reputation, you selfish brick. But yeah. I don't really see that. I really, I've rarely ever seen that. With the trades. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've rarely really, I've rarely wild. seen that. Now, and I've seen GCs. It's usually the bigger guys taking advantage of the younger guys, the smaller guys. Shit really goes downhill in that pyramid. Then I've seen the GC that gets into a pissing match with the homeowner, and it's got nothing to do with the sub trade. But then you say, "Oh, I'm not taking a hit. You're gonna take a hit, my sub, and you too, and you too." So he spreads the hit. He spreads the hit. So the GC's untouched. So there's also abuse of that 
within the industry by the big boys, by the GCs. Yeah. I see it more in subdivisions, high rise, high rise low yeah. rise. Yeah, the big guys. Yeah. They take advantage of the smaller guys. Because the sub trades aren't always the same. Correct. You know, you yeah. get, you just, they're all unionized. And, yeah. and, and, and. and they're so focused on, I've got work for the next year or two. Because if I stay on this contract. Sure, sure. Even yeah. though I'm getting shafted at some point and I'm losing not the full amount, but I'm losing a percentage of that amount, but I've got work for the next year or two. They don't care. Yeah. Just keep the, keep but the that's money. not right. Cash flow. Cash flow. Yeah. But yeah. then you also have the Peter Paul GCs, the ones that mismanage their money on one job, promise the trade that they'll pay oh, them, yeah. but start this other job and I'll pay you for the last <clears> job. <throat> That's how, that's how subdivisions that's work. That's <laughs> how it works, right? You're, but that's, always, that's you're always banking on the next job and the next job and the next job. Before you do, know it, yeah. you're fucking doing work at the, at, the, at the owner's private house. I know, but meanwhile, the GC's on vacation somewhere in Australia or yeah, Thailand yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're also people so doing why do we do it, Rob? Why, do we, why are we in this industry? Why? Why do we do it? I feel like constru- contractors are taking advantage of so on, many times. Honestly, guys... I, I gotta tell you, yes, it's 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 um it's the industry's going to shits, but it's not just construction, man. It's everything. It's everything, guys. It's just society as a whole, man. It's 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 comes down to people's morals, ethics, their views. Everybody wants greed. to get paid a thousand times more for doing a thousand times less. Entitlement, you got entitlement's it. probably at the fucking top of the entitlement. List. You guys said it and greed. I, <laughs> I didn't say it. I already have a beef with the millennials. Okay. So entitlement and greed. But it ain't just in the construction industry. It's okay. Everywhere. Dude, let me ask something. Something you know, one of my clients, for example, Greek guy, old, older than you, Jim. Like <laughs> pretty fucking old. <laughs> That's your barometer? Yeah. 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 Old. Not, not just old. Not just old, but like old. Older than you, Jim. So listen, he's like 65. I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. No, he's in his mid to late 80s, okay? And he immigrated, Greek guy, immigrated from Greece and works. When I go to help him out on the site so I can make you know, a few bucks to rent a basement I used to live in in university. I'd wake up at 4 a.m., be there by 4.30, and I'd do labor work. He used to... One thing I always witnessed was his son, his name is John, would get shit on every day by this guy, George, the dad. Why? The one thing that made this guy fucking sick every morning was hearing a radio on site. he lose it, eh? He would fucking lose his shit. Okay? I've seen him smash the radio if work's not progressing, and he found it disrespectful uh, and, and just completely demeaning to the, the construction project. And now I look back, I fucking get it in different contexts. I get lawyers, juniors that work for me, and... Yeah, you got it. They'll come into a meeting, say, with Jim, okay? They'll bring into the meeting their fucking phone, and we're talking. I got Jim here who's paying hundreds of dollars an hour. But you can't give him your fucking undivided attention? What the fuck you need a phone for? Just common courtesy, man. Right? Nobody ain't going to call you. owe that to the yeah. client. Yeah. Or I get these young guys, they'll come into my office. 
Okay, in the fucking morning, and they're holding a cup of tea or their fucking cup of coffee. That shit gets me going, eh? I, it's a pet peeve of mine. Who the fuck are you to be coming into my office with a cup of coffee? And then you put it on my table. But I'm fucking telling... Whoa! Little shit like that, right? Is that the equivalent to like getting into your office back in the 70s and putting your feet on the desk? Not even. Yeah. Not even. Imagine that. Another generation, they'll be comfortable doing that, dude. Yeah. But, uh, but So I think back now of George. I get it. I'm getting it, right? And then the nice lunches and this and that. Stuff that would just freak him out. I get it. It's about work ethic. And without the radio right. and, their, and their nice tunes, they can't work. They can't be productive. He used to be there. I kid you not. The first guy on site was George, the old man. And his Always. son would stroll in around 8, 8 something. After a fight with his hot girlfriend, the fuck are you? Been here since six a.m. That's it. Right yep. now, look at my law firm. Right, we walk around. How many people are here? <laughs> Nobody. Right, I grew up thirteen years ago when I became a lawyer. There was a general understanding: you never leave before the old guy. And if you got shit to do, I don't give a shit. Make it look like you got shit to do. Weren't you supposed to lean back on your chair and see if he was still here? Yeah. Right. Now these guys are fucking off. I'm still here. I walk around and it makes me proud. It means I'm, this is why I'm the business owner. I walk around my law firm. If I'm the last guy there, that means I know I have no one threatening my position. Hmm. And it's going across, it's, it's the entire industry. It's the entire, it's the world, man. Yeah. Our society, sense of entitlement. And then they come into my reviews. Oh, I want ABC. Or you're interviewing new kids coming in. They start interviewing me in the interview. Uh, what's your firm all about? What's your uh, firm culture? Do you guys have a work-life balance? That shit gets me fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. balance your way, yeah, yeah, balance your way out the door. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's true. They want to okay. climb up the construction ranks a lot faster than we did. Guys, I look at old guys. No disrespect in your industry. That come here and they're multi-millionaires. And they're still driving an old beat up Toyota fucking truck. Okay? And I see trades now up here in Vaughn or wherever. They're driving a brand new Range Rover or a, a brand new Ferrari. And they're putting people's pools in. They're fucking landscaping guys. Cafe and GCs. I'm serious. I know. Cafe GCs, man. It's all show. So who are, who's the it fool? It's all show. But they're making a lot of money. So who's the fool? Are I, I they? don't know. Yeah. Are they presenting that they're making Maybe. a lot of money? Maybe. I don't know, money? guys. It's easy to lease a Range Rover. It's easy to do all this kind of crap. No, but you're right. You're right. A lot of these young guys want to pretend. It's, it's, what, did you, what did you say last week? They all want to have a TV show. Oh, they do. They all are showing off to get the show. Instagram, all that. And everybody wants to show. It's a fucking joke. Because everybody wants to, everybody wants to portray the contractor, but not be the contractor. Hmm. Because there's more money to portray one than to be one. Yeah, that's the sad truth. And 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 when do they learn that? Because I tell you, I got my four-year-old. Is one of his heroes or watching on TV? Uh, you know, aside from Peppa Pig or Paw Patrol, whatever is Bob hmm. the Builder. Bob the Builder. <laughs> Guys, I'm serious, okay? 
Bob Builder ain't got a fucking Range Rover or a Porsche and you know what it is. He's actually got his tool belt on, goes in, fixes things properly. Probably yeah. has a license. At least, knows, at, right? least, at least he's not watching Handy Manny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Handy Manny or didn't do the interlock at my old townhouse. <laughs> but, right? So at what stage? What happens? What happens? What happens? When man? does Bob the Builder become, I don't know, fucking celebrity? Like, eh? No. That's a whole other world, man. But a lot of these guys, I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen this, Rob. Like, these guys get out of the business because of this shit. How many times did they come to you and here's another lien? Here's another lawsuit. We haven't even talked about lawsuits in that whole circus. I've gone through one. And, and the best part was, uh, oh, by the, uh, by the way, at the end, you want your money? You have to go get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not so, just given to you. Yeah. You know, I like to say a judgment's not even worth the paper it's on. It's really? so true, huh? Judgments, not that's why you no, have they file bankruptcy <clears throat> and they're gone. Yeah, it's just that easy. Again, again, another bullshit in our legal system: the concept of bankruptcy, right? Or or corporations. But anyway, that's another discussion. Yeah. Well, geez, I can see you put your house in your mother's name. Yeah. Oh, we can't touch that. Yeah. There's in- so much, so many games. Do your due diligence. Pay a lawyer like Rob up front. And I mean that seriously. Up front, review the scope of work. Go in detail. Review your contracts. Do your due diligence. Who's this person who you are entering into a marriage with? Who's promising to pay you X amount of dollars? What's their position? Do they own the house? How leveraged is this house? Trust your gut instincts. You guys have been doing this long enough. Trust your gut instincts. I tell you, one thing I've learned as long as I've been Jim's lawyer, everyone where he had concerns or a bad feeling, every contract where he's started off and, you know, whether he was getting a quote or whatever it is and if initial interaction, he said, I don't know, something was off, had a bad feeling about this one. Yours truly ends up making a ton of money off it at some point. Trust your gut instincts. Walk away. Walk away or every piece of profit you made, I will take it from you. You'll only be deeper in the hole. Walk away. Better to work four days and get paid than five days and only get paid for four. And in my opinion, every trade, everyone in the construction industry should be sued once. Or should sue one. Should go through this experience. 100%. You, it is such a learning experience. Just like I believe. Every man needs to have his ass dumped once. It will fucking only then you'll be a man. Everything I do, I do it for you. Ain't gonna get you far. <laughs> <laughs> that shit ain't gonna get you far. Get dumped and you'll understand. <laughs> There you go. No, you're you're a hundred thousand percent correct, yeah, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, you're you're correct about Brian Adams there too, man. Go. There you go. Thank you for you. Oh yeah. man, this this has been great. Yeah, no. I, there's too. a lot more to talk about, but I I we're, I don't know. You got any other questions, Jim? That you want to bring up? I'd love to do this again if you have time, like sometime in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure there's more to talk about. Yeah. But this yeah. has been this has been very enlightening, man. Yeah, I thought it would be. I thought, you know, it's good to, because I don't think a lot of these guys getting into the business are they don't think about this they part, don't, right? And, they, and and to be honest, either did I, and I'm sure you did. Never, either. I never thought about it. You know, this is the last 
place I thought, you know, I'd be in this business. But, you know, I've been doing it for God knows 40 some odd years. But yeah, there, you know, I've, I have had a handful of them to deal with. And, and, and I can say pretty much have been successful. It's just how you, you know, what you think success is out of it all. So I was just going to say, we didn't even talk about the stress and the anxiety that's attached to it's, it's a lot of stress. It's a it's lot bad. of stress. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be more stress for somebody that, you know, if they're doing something in their own neighborhood and, and they have to drive by that property every day and know that, ugh, you know, I put that place up and look at it, it's worth millions of dollars and I can't get paid for it. Meanwhile, yeah. that's sad. That is fucking sad. Meanwhile, their house price goes up yeah. and up and up. Or Jim, how about this one? We we've we've seen this, you and I, where where you get a homeowner, they get you to build the house. They claim what they paid you was a colossal waste of money. They want that money back because the house is a shit show. But then they refinanced it and pulled $4 million out of the fucking house. Where's out the of, shit show? That you out built. Of a, out of a shit house. That you built, dude. Yeah. For a, mil, for a, for a million and something. Right. Let's say two mills. You built it for them. They come back and say, with it. oh, by the way, with an expert who's like a fucking prostitute willing to attest that your work is shit. Yeah. And they want their money back. But then they went to the bank. And they refinance, borrowed against the house, $4 million. How is that possible? Hey, the fucking a shit, shit show. show. Right. How is it possible? Who, and the court's blind? entertaining this. Why? Because we got a fucking expert that says it's a shit show. Go figure, dude. Like, I don't want to end on us. But meanwhile, it's appraised that of our work. Yeah. It's appraised. All, all of your work. All of our work. You built the fucking house. That's that's what you run into, man. It's a fucking that's joke, the, man. That's the, that's the shit show of it all. Rob, I got one more little segment to talk to you about. Yeah. One just little thing. Not really legal related. Yeah, okay. Uh, so we're talking to Rob there at Triple W Southern Law. So S-U-T-H-E-R-L-A-W dot com. Reach him at his email. R-M-O-U-B-A-R-A-K at SouthernLaw.com. Thank you very much, sir, for this. Everything I do, I do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> we've got we've got twelve questions to ask you. Yes. You ready for these? Yeah, yeah. What is your favorite construction word? This is gonna be good, Jim. I have a funny feeling. <laughs> it's probably like everybody else's. <laughs> oh, my favorite construction, construction word. word. Hammer. What is your least favorite construction word? Back charge. What turns you well, on? It depends it. what side I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> A lawyer across the table. Uh, what turns you on in construction? Carpentry, framing. Mm-hmm. Rough. Over finish. Yes, rough. I mm-hmm. think it's incredible. What turns you off in construction? Whining. <laughs> Being told, why not? I, I hate it. I want to know how. Yeah, how can we? Yeah. What is your favorite curse word or phrase? (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite vehicle? Boat, plane, anything, car, bike. Favorite vehicle? You know what, guys? A Rolls Royce. (laughs) (laughs) What's your least favorite vehicle? 
Civic. Every <laughs> <laughs> on newly laid papers. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Anything heavier would have caved. <laughs> Only if, only if I called the guy, he said only four cylinder. <laughs> it was only made for a four cylinder. Okay, guys. So we're going to get in so much trouble. Yeah, cool. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love? Oh, fuck. Um, when a compressor goes off. What construction sound do you hate? Nothing really. I don't know. Some pumps going off in the basement. You yeah. know what mine was? What? Yeah. No sound. What? What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? You know what? Having gone through a construction project, I think I'd be damn good at a uh, coordinator on site, like a, or a project site manager. super. A site, site super. super. Right? I fucking yeah, I get that job done. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take no for an answer. It is nice when it goes, eh? Yeah. And I think, honestly, there are a lot of complacent people in the industry as well that look for the wrong or the negative or the fuck up in something. Yeah. It ain't a big deal, dude. That's perfectly of, fine. Yeah. That, dude, chill out, man. We'll fucking work it. There's a way. Yeah. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Law. <laughs> Jesus man What would I not like to be I don't know man I don't know I've never really uh, You know what I wouldn't want to be in, um, I, I wouldn't want to be a laborer I can't do it The grunt work Yeah yeah. I gotta give it to those guys They work hard Fucking right they do Especially when the winter oh. season hits oh. I don't have it in me I don't have it in me Maybe a winter or two and that's it Thank you know, that's why I say every fucking owner who doesn't want to pay their bill, get them to go out there when it's 20, 30 below. And do what they're And do doing. it. Yeah. True. Last question. <clears throat> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Everything I do, I do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be everything I did. I did, I it, did for it for you. <laughs> you ungrateful fuck. <laughs> Rob, thank you very uh, much, man. Hey, uh, guys, no worries. This has been great, and I'm sure our listeners are going to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, once again, reach out to him, man, at www.southerlaw. So it's S-U-T-H-E-R-L-A-W.com, and his email is R-M-O-U-B-A-R-A-K at southerlaw.com. Thank you, guys. Jim, Pleasure. thank you very thank much Rob. again for Appreciate introducing it. me to Rob, man. It's great. Hey, buddy. Thank Jim you. asks, thou shall receive. He's like fucking J. His initials are JC. And the guy hovers on water. Yeah. <laughs> I do it for you. <laughs> yeah. We are out of here. Thanks, guys. <laughs>